0: Hello, and welcome to the Writers and Illustrators of the Future podcast. This is John Goodwin, your host. This podcast is dedicated to the aspiring writer and artist and will provide inspiration and tips from top professionals in the field. If you've been listening to this podcast or are new to it, I thank you very much. I would also appreciate if you took a moment to follow it on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcasts. Writers and Illustrators of the Future is one of the longest-running writing competitions in the world, now celebrating four decades of providing a helping hand as initially conceived by Owen Hubbard. I also want to let you know that the Writers that the volumes are available in bookstores throughout the U.S., Canada, the U.K., South Africa, and Australia, as well as through all major online retailers. I'm here today at the Superstars Writing Seminar in Colorado Springs, which is about all things writing and publishing. While looking through the list of speakers, I spotted a name of someone I've been trying to get since we met last year at the Independent Book Publishers Association (IBPA) banquet, where we won Best Science Fiction Award, by the way. His name is Dion McAdoo. He's a key account sales manager for Ingram Spark, and I'm very happy to have him as a guest. Now, while I'm very familiar with Ingram, I wasn't that familiar with Ingram Spark, so. Interesting story was I worked with Ingram years ago, back in the 80s when there used to be Book Expo America, or even before that, the American Bookseller Association convention. And when I was working then, the publisher I was working for then called Bridge Publications. We co-sponsored the big parties at the at the ABA each year with Ingram. And so I worked with Ingram for several years, and our main we sold a lot of books, obviously, but then also being a, a co-sponsor of the biggest event for the Book Expo. So then when I came back, okay, I need to find more about this Ingram Spark stuff. So to write a very short version, Ingram Spark is an online self-publishing company that f- allows you to print globally, distribute, and manage your print and ebooks, bring your story to life. But discuss how it affects you as an author and its advantages if you want to publish your own book. Sit tight and for the next hour we're going to discuss and learn about from the guy who's in charge of it. Welcome, Dion.
1: Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me, John.
0: So, first of all, tell me a little bit about yourself and just how you ended up being in charge of the uh, Ingram Spark program.
1: Uh, yeah, so uh, born and raised from uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, started at Ingram uh, around 2016. and I got my first start working in customer support. Uh, I met a met a friend uh, in the that worked in credit back then, and just trying to help a, a young graduate just find a job. Job, and I uh, started in the customer support took a took a knowledge of trying to understand everything about the business that way from behind the scenes, and uh, I remember uh, there was a there was a sales rep that worked with Lightning Source at the time, and uh, he heard me on the phone, and he was like, you know, you could do this for sales sales if you just stick at it, and I said, you, you you sure about that? He was like, he was like, yeah, you you know your stuff stuff like you're good with customers, you're you you're confident over the phone. He was like, yeah, you need to make that transition. And uh, the director that we had at the time, I remember reaching out to her, telling her that like, "Hey, I'm I'm interested in, in joining sales, the sales team," and and she was like, "Okay, well, we'll we'll see what we can do for it." And I kind of made my rounds, try try to do some. Uh, I'm, uh, I applied for a couple of sales jobs within the team, and then I, th- I think finally, once she realized how serious I was about it, she brought me over, and uh, and then from there it's just been 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 been, been, a, been a magic. Uh, been learning from some great individuals uh, get to be on the road getting to meet some wonderful authors and publishers to help expand my knowledge and and now I'm probably one of the lead sales reps on our u s team right now, and we're doing great well that's awesome so now a little
0: bit now just about the history of uh, ingram spark
1: uh yeah so uh Ingram spark uh was founded in uh what is it uh 2013 13 it uh came from our uh former director Robin Cutler who used to work at CreateSpace she helped founded CreateSpace uh and then when she worked at Ingram she she noticed that there was a a gap in in the service that Ingram could offer offer she said Ingram does a great job of of making books available for publishers but there is a there's a void that they're missing which is the author space um, and from there, she took her time to kind of, uh, show everybody, like, how, what, what we could do to kind of create print on demand for authors within Ingram. Uh, and from there, we soft launched in, uh, 2012. And then 2013 took the ground running, running, starting to go to, um, shows and conferences and doing, uh, events in local libraries and bookstores just to, just to expand the Ingram Spark name. Uh, five years later, later we're starting to produce our first New York Times bestsellers selling authors. Um you start seeing Ingram Spark now becoming becoming a, a leader in the self-publishing publishing industry. Uh and now ten years in the game game, like we're we're right there as one of the top top self-publishing platforms uh for authors and now even to be a, a resource for publishers to use uh to have books available. Uh so looking over the ten years has been it's been fairly quick, quick too, if you look at it like in a blink of an eye, we kind of started off from nothing, and now we're we're expanding into global global distribution we're expanding we're starting to now reach into Global authors now, so we're not just a U.S. a U.S. based company looking for U.S. authors. No, we're we're out there trying to empower authors in Germany and Australia and in, in China and in Africa to be able to know that they can take their ideas and have it even in their own language and create a book right there, right there to have it available for their family and friends, which is amazing. Now, Ingram Spark, I've,
0: I've. Spoken people before about uh, KDP Kindlepreneur, and um, that's obviously the whole Amazon program. So I know there's other programs too, which we just discussed at dinner, you know, just mm-hmm. a few minutes ago. So how is Ingram Spark different
1: than other print-on-demand vendors? Uh, the biggest difference is our distribution network, uh, being being connected with Ingram Book Company, which is one of the largest book distributors in in the world right now. Uh, having having that plug in to be able to say that hey you come into our platform with just your with just your your story and a and a cover design and we can be able to make it into a beautiful book whether that's in paperback or hardcover cover and then we can we not only are you just available on amazon but now you have the ability to see your book on the shelves of your local independent bookstore uh to be on bookshop.org which is supporting uh independent bookstores uh to even have it have the chance of having it in barnes and Noble and other um, global bookstores and booksellers, Uh, that is the key difference between us and every other platform services out there is just the fact that we can reach thousands of retailers, tailors just by the connection that we have. Yeah, so that's, from what what I've
0: gathered from all the other interviews I've done in the past, um, being able to get an actual book in a bookstore is unique, and without having to go through another publisher who has distribution lines, there's no other way to be able to do that. You know, you've got, you know, either your, your big indies, you know, like Bain Books and um, Kevin Anderson with his um, WordFire. And obviously your big publishers out in, in New York, you can't get books in bookstores unless you go through them. So this is the only one of the, um, print-on-demand vendors where you can actually get your book in a Barnes & Noble. Now, you don't handle the... Or do you handle distribution? Do you actually have guys that sell it to Barnes
1: & Noble or is that up to the books? No, no. Now, we don't actively sell to the bookstores, but... The fact of that we make the books discoverable for them is is the key right there. So, um, making sure that one things that we that we talk about and um, when you see us out on the roads or if you uh, happen to talk to a sales rep, it would be that it's all about your your wholesale discount and your returnability status status because most independent bookstores want to be able to have that book returnable just in case that they can't they can't sell it. They want to be they have to be able to get the get the money back so sure. they can keep their business standing as standing as long as possible. Uh, but also they want to be able to get the books at a reasonable price because at again, I mean, selling books, everybody's trying to make a profit out of this. And, and the best way for them to make a profit is for them to be able to make sure that they're getting their standard discount. So understanding that the wholesale discount that you supply uh on your ingram spark account and how that affects the retail the the retailer buying buying your book is key to having that book that precious book on the shelf so when you go tell uh tell your friends like hey i'm in I'm in my local bookstore right now and they go run down to the local bookstore and they see you right there on the shelf that that they they know that their family member or friend is is a true publishing author now absolutely so now this is the writers and
0: illustrators of the future podcast. So we're all about trying to give that leg up and helping hand to the aspiring writer, specifically in this case um with um with Spark Ingram Spark. And this was the, the all along since the beginning of, of the contest when it was originally launched in nineteen eighty-three by Owen Hubbard was to provide that, you know, here's a way you can get yourself seen and acknowledged, and then just keep on every year it's got to become bigger and better. Mm -hmm. You know, that's our whole thing. You know, you got to get bigger. You know, if you're not getting bigger, then something's wrong. So we're always trying to make it better for everybody that that not only wins the contest, but also enters the contest too. Because right now we have so many entries from so many countries around the world that if somebody gets a silver honorable mention, a finalist, and a lot of times honorable mentions, their books or their stories publishable. Now, so you, those of you who have stories that you've written and you want to be able to get published, this really is a viable solution for you to get yourself in a book, on a bookshelf. I mean, of course, you can list it through Amazon, yeah. but you can also then have it so it's in bookstores at, on bookshelves to be able to, to sell your book. So since a lot of people that are listening to this right now are aspiring writers, so like... What's the basic procedure? Do they have to come up and, and pony up $500 or $1,000 to get their thing started? How, how does this thing work?
1: No. Uh, initially, you can come into our platform for free. So uh, I'll, t- I'll take it even back to the beginning. So we're talking about the writing Um uh, the key things I always tell authors to do is to invest in in cover design and invest in uh, editing and formatting. Uh, those are the two things that you probably want to to invest, to spend your money on the most, because that's what's going to attract the, attract the readers. You're going to you need to have a beautiful cover to catch their eyes, and you want to make sure that that the book is is a quality work. You don't want to have just errors coming through your book, and you're trying to have trying to gain your readership. So you want to take time to invest in that if you mm-hmm. can can. Um, there's resources out there that can help you out uh, with getting those done. But once you have have your your uh, cover file design, you have your interior uh, formatted, formatted, all you have to do is have those both in a PDF file with us, and then you can create an account with, in- with IngramSpark for free. There is no title set up for using our platform. Platform, You upload those files and, and uh, provide us the metadata, so that's everything that uh, that you need to do to help encourage a reader to buy your book. So that'd be your your title, that'd be your book description, that'd be your keywords, uh, the subject codes that go into it. Um, Uh, the pricing and all that information is what we need, need to be able to make it available to these partners. Uh, And then from there uh, in about, Three business days. Days we send you uh, what is called an electronic proof, so that way you can see see what your book will look like digitally before you actually print it. Uh, And then once you like what you see, then you can have a copy printed in hand, get it shipped to you, and just go over one last time before you hit hit enable for distribution. And and there it is. It's available right there. And if you ever if you ever see any errors in that point point in time, we do offer free revisions for the first 60 days after you have approved your book for printing so for two months you have you have free revisions to go through to make changes uh, update the covers uh just just even provide uh just a better interior file file before you're even charged one single dime from us wow i did not know this this is this is Pretty cool. Yeah. If you don't say so yourself, I guess, huh? Yeah. I mean, like this is something that, uh, I mean, we, we, we made this change back around March of 2022 or no of 2023, I believe. Uh, And, this is something that, that has been asked, asked from our, our customer base to be able to, to allow uh free title setup and to do something with, with revisions. Um, and you can tell that customers are really approving, are really liking this because we, we are seeing accounts come in, uh, by the thousands every month, every month because now they know that there's a service out there that, that provides quality work and that they can come in, uh, without, before they even have to shout out a dime before they see their book. Wow. So now,
0: so the the money they pay is based upon sales, or how's, how does the revenue stream work then for Ingram Spark versus the uh, the author?
1: Yeah. So uh, the price of the book is determined uh, by a couple factors. So uh, whether it's going to be a paperback or a hardcover, uh, the amount of pages that that has to be printed, um, uh, and then uh, the for, the if it's going to be a small format or a large format. Uh, so for us, a small format book would be anything that's a, a four by six up to a 691 by 921 two one. That was that anything from that trim size is considered a small a small uh, book for us. And then anything larger than than that uh, that six the six point nine one by the nine point two one would be a large book. Cause it goes all we go all the way up to a um eight and a half by eleven as far as the portrait size go, and then we even offer a landscape size at eleven by eight and a half um and then um the last the last piece would be the the color quali- the color quality that you want so if it's gonna be a black and white book versus a color fifty book versus a color seventy premium color and even now that we offer ultra premium those kind of really factor the difference of what your print cost would be so uh, what's
0: color fifty color seventy and color premium. yeah so that mean? Uh,
1: so all the all that means is kind of just the way how how the the ink coverages will be on the paper so a color fifty we use a fifty pound paper paper to, to to do our color printing on, color seventy uses a seventy pound paper paper. This is all through inkjet printing. Uh, premium color color is our uh, is a little bit more vibrant printing on that on that seventy pound paper, and then ultra premium is our is our top of the line color color quality uh, that that's still on a seventy pound paper, but it gives the colors a little bit more vibrant vibrant right. look to it. It mm-hmm. almost makes it seem like it's printed on a on a glossy paper uh, versus the matte paper that we use use on there so um all these options are just different options to kind of make sure that however you want to see your book printed as whether it be like for a children's book or you want to have illustrations to help you with your with your um color color density density on the paper i get it now do you do coffee table books with your spark so we don't do true coffee table books the like i said the largest size that that we could possibly do it would be the 11 by eight and a half size size um and and that's the, really the only true. So you can do children's books then, because children's books will get up to that size. Sometimes. Yeah, we'll get up to that size. And we and then we do offer perfect squares, uh, like a eight by eight and a eight and a half by eight and a half.
0: And then, do you also do? Um, do you print on glossy paper, or is it only? It's only matte paper. No, no glossy paper at this time. Okay, yeah. Make sure because it's. I want people to know also that you have a lot of versatility here from mass market all the way up to trade to oversize um books that you just gave and you can do the vertical or the horizontal so you can do the portrait mm. size and the landscape yeah, size and
1: and we even offer like custom sizes uh depending depending on how how big you how big you go uh so we used to only have like the select select trim sizes that we offer uh but now If you have a book that goes all the way from like a, um, that has a width of four inches that goes all the way up to eight and a half, you can use any, you can use any size in between there to do, to do your book. And then we also go from, uh, I want to say a six, a six inch for the length all the way up to 11. So any, any creative uh, trim sizes that you want to have as far as the printing goes, uh, we can do that in paperback and in a hardcover format.
0: Well, I'm writing a book on starfish, so can I get one that's a five sided? A, a, a five sided? Uh, we're
1: not. Point. We're not. We're not at that point yet. But <laughs> just curious. <laughs> we're still. We're still four sided over here. All right.
0: So, and then how does how does the um, how does it work
1: in terms of the costing? Uh so um so as far as uh as how what we do as far as compensation goes uh so the the author will supply us with the list price uh and then from there we subtract what is what they indicated as the wholesale discount the wholesale discount can be anywhere from 40% up to 55% um and then we'll subtract the print cost and then what is left over is paid out as compensation for that sale for the sale now I, this is where usually where I go kind of try to leave give a little bit more um uh insight because the wholesale discount will kind of determine how a retailer is actually going to buy the book book usually uh if you have a 40% cent discount or wholesale discount uh, you're 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 telling you're telling the book the the retailers that that hey you're gonna to have to pay a little bit more to receive this book, which means you're cutting into your margins, margins to be able to buy this book. Book. So instead of them getting their standard discount that they would get, get uh from their their wholesaler, now they're gonna be paying paying probably like a couple two to three dollars more just to get that one book to try to sell at the list price. So most of the time, the independent bookstores are gonna be like, ah, that's a little bit too expensive for for us. We can't really do that. But then, if you have it at a fifty-five percent wholesale discount, now that's that's more on par to what they're normally used to paying, and so there's a little bit more um, incentive involved into, or, or 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 that can entice them a little bit more to say like, oh, you know what, I can give this book a chance, chance by having it in my store because I can still make my same margins on there, and if the book doesn't sell, I can end up returning it and then getting some other books that I do know is selling, selling. So. Um, that wholesale discount is going to be real key as far as where your books will will end up selling. I get it. Now, do you have a um,
0: a best practices like a, here's a, a spreadsheet that an author can use? Is okay. Look, if you got this many pages um, and this many color pages, we recommend it's this price for the book. Or that's
1: just up to the author to. No, that's up to the author. But I always do recommend doing your market research. So um, going to your local bookstores and kind of seeing what books look like uh, in the same size and format that you're going to be producing. Um, even going online to kind of see what what majority authors are doing. Doing, but you do want to make sure you're looking at the publisher name and that imprint name on there because you don't want to be uh, you don't want to look at a book that is printed by that's traditionally. Published and you're thinking you're gonna you're gonna be able to list the price at the same price because they're able to get cheaper printing by doing offset runs versus print on demand. So sometimes the the economics don't work in the same fashion. So you kind of got to have a good sample size. About I always say roughly find about ten books around the same page count and format so that will kind of help you get a good gauge of what the industry is charging for that type of book. I get. It. So now on. um
0: I'm getting a book and getting it into a bookstore, so it's best to be competitive with what they're like. A Barnes and Noble, they're used to getting fifty-five. Mm-hmm. So fifty-five
1: percent discount. Yeah, so fifty-five percent discount. Uh, yeah, and there's some other things too, as far as uh, for bookstores too. Like you want to make sure that you have your price on the barcode code, so that way customers can easily see how much the book is. The book costs. Um, making sure that you have. Um, your title, at least your title and your and your your imprint name or your name on the spine of the books. You you don't know how many times some people just decide not to do that, did to not have have their uh, their names on the on the spine of the books. Uh, those are these are all factors too that that they look at to kind of have it have it on the shelves because they want to be able to stick on the shelves and for a customer to easily be able to pick out the know that this is this is what the book is and this is how much it's going to cost when I take it up to the register. Yeah. And on
0: the um on listing books then, so because Ingram Spark and just on the other side of the hall is Ingram Distribution. So if a person like I know for myself as a publisher, I've used to, I've worked with Ingram for many, many years, and I don't know if they still have the outbound marketing like they used to have. But are there programs that an author can participate in with Ingram or Ingram Spark, that they provide the metadata or the pitch, or they go through the what's the what's the big annual or the biannual catalog? You've got the uh, the the Ingram Advance catalog yeah. that we have. Can a, can an author then participate and buy into the Ingram Advance? Is that strictly a, a publisher only?
1: No, authors can can buy into the Ingram Advance, so we do have that available under the marketing tab once you have an account with us. Uh, so there is a, a charge to have um, your books listed in that in that catalog, um, and then we also have a um, we we also do another sense of that's called like an iPage listing. Mm-hmm. So iPage is kind of where where all the retailers go to buy uh, direct kind of online line with ingram uh and then so there's a catalog that we display on that on that uh, site right. for the retailers to be able to see um and then we just we just launched uh, what's called the title discovery promotion uh so in that same marketing tab we have uh two packages that customers can buy into to help them out with their marketing uh one is called discovery basic uh which we uh if you buy into that, I believe it's for three hundred and fifty dollars that uh, you get to be in curated list that we have with online online partners such as like bookshop, bookshop, and uh, and with Barnes and Noble and 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 Amazon that we try to help uh, during a certain time of months to try to say like hey, uh, all these titles are suitable are suitable for this for this time frame now or they're part of a trend that we're seeing as far as what's being sold sold in the market. Um, you get a little bit of extra uh, help within the online discoverability. So that way, while, while people are searching the book, it kind of helps uh, boost the search engines. Engines, um, And then we have another uh, option that's called uh, Discovery Boost, uh, which you then have an option uh, to be able to uh, get some samples printed to where they can go to uh, local bookstores stores, and uh, bookstores that are interested in the books. And they can kind of actually see a physical copy where we are now kind of helping out the the in sale for them for them and that's a, a $500 charge so these are these are two ways uh that we are looking to kind of help uh boost title sales, sales for the for authors. You can always order a hundred books and 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 sell it directly. Or you can use our new share and sell sales service that we that we just launched uh where you can now have a direct link to customers from your website or from your social media and you can have customers order it directly from you without even having your books available for for distribution. Or you can also use it in pair with it being in distribution. So now as you're out there pushing it, and, and you're trying to get, trying to break away from the family and friends, and from the coworkers who are out there buying, uh, trying to buy your. But book. God bless family and well, friends and you, coworkers. You you get, you get you, We all need, so we all need somewhere to start. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all need somewhere, and that's the best way, kind of how to get your start is by, by having by being able to use our service now to be able to create a link that they can buy directly from you where you can share it and you can have them share it because now social media is like the fastest growing way to kind of share information. So the more you get those family and those friends to keep sharing that link and sharing your books out there, now people can see that directly they can help support you from that link. Okay, good. Now one thing I realized, I didn't really fully ask the
0: question all the way through. So uh, getting a book on the Printer Man service that you've got at Ingram Spark. So, say like you've got a um, a five hundred page book. So you you obviously charge because it's print on demand. So it's by the however much you charge per per sheet of paper, I would think. Yeah. So for a five hundred page book, are they are you talking about like five dollars a book, ten dollars a book?
1: Uh, like I said, it kind of it kind of depends. But yeah, if I, if I was to say for a five hundred for a five hundred page book, if it's going to be a paperback, I would roughly say that probably be somewhere between. Mid five, mid five dollars, maybe low six dollars. Okay. Uh, if it's a hardcover, it'd probably be somewhere around ten, uh, probably around like eleven, maybe like twelve dollars dollars for that for that same size book book. Um, just because, like, just I mean, that's a that's a fairly yeah, it's, book. A lot, it's a lot. of paper. <laughs> I, would not, <laughs> I would not encourage. To, well, I mean, there's we do have we do have people who do. Produce those those sides of books too with us, and they do so well. But uh, for a new author, I I do not encourage to write that thick of a book unless you started unless you already have a growing audience behind you right already. Now does Ingram Spark also do ebook
0: tours, or is it just the print?
1: Oh, we do ebook distribution as well. As well, we uh, we distribute to over uh, 50 different uh, retail partners uh, in different models. So, uh, that goes from just regular retail model to a subscription model and to even a library model that we distribute content to. Wow, I didn't know that.
0: So that's So it's just all across the boards what you're able to to service and provide. So now on um You say at the beginning, you got to make sure you've, you know, when you have a book, you got to have a good cover, good artwork, and
1: editing. So, does Ingram Spark offer an editing service? We don't offer direct editing services or design service, uh, but we do have resources on our website that you can contact with industry professionals who we have vetted uh, that do marvelous work as far as uh, doing cover design, mm-hmm. uh, editing, formatting, things of that nature. Nature And because because they are partners with us, uh, are what we call experts, they know how to make sure that your files are designed properly for it to be used, used in our system. So that way, once you pay for their service, you do know that your files are going to go through smoothly in our platform.
0: I get it. Now, when with Amazon, you got the ASIN, the ASIN, and or yeah, the, the Amazon uh, standard identification number. I think is probably what it stands for. Um, but normally, within book clubs, you got ISBN, the, mm-hmm. the International Standard Book Number. So, is that what you then? assigned so when somebody gives a book do they have to buy an an ISBN number from you to be able
1: yeah I always recommend buying an ISBN so that way you have complete ownership of that ISBN because uh, if you don't buy it and you end up using either uh, KDP's version uh, of an ISBN or you get a ISBN from us for free you cannot transfer that somewhere else Uh, so if a publisher ends up wanting the rights to your book you you can't transfer that that to them. It's 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 stuck with whoever you got that ISBN from. From but if you buy it direct, which we do sell ISBNs directly from Bowker, uh now you have free control. So if you wanted to use Ingram Spark or if you wanted to use uh, KDP, if you wanted to use like Lulu or uh, Book Vault, you are you have the ability to take that ISBN with you wherever you decide to go after that. It's yours. Yep. So listen to people. This is an important datum here. So
0: get you know invest. Well, how much does it cost for ISBN? Like ten dollars. Yeah, so, or something? So so
1: for for us for one ISBN is eighty five dollars. Okay. Uh, for a batch of ISBNs through Balker, a batch of ten costs two hundred and ninety five dollars. So I always say if you're writing, if you're going to be writing multiple books, especially in, and you're going to have them in three formats: paperback, hardcover, and in uh, in e go ahead and go buy the ten ten from Balker. Balker, that roughly comes out to about a little under thirty dollars, thirty dollars a pop, pop for those ISBNs. But if you're gonna write a couple of couple of one off books and you just kinda wanna test the market with it, you can always buy it directly from us for eighty five dollars. You won't get you won't get a single ISBN cheaper than that.
0: Right. But if you want to have the book and then you will be able to take it and and all of a sudden you've got some book that starts off and it just takes off and then some big publisher wants to be able to take it, you need to have the ISBN in order to be able to sell it to them.
1: Correct, yeah. Because that the ISBN that you even buy from us at eighty five dollars, you can take that with you. Cause that is uh because we're just reselling it from Balker. Balker's just uh giving Ingram Spark a, a good discount for it. For it. So those authors get to take those with them.
0: I get it. Okay, so then
1: metadata. This
0: is definitely a world because it's roughly I I read a, an article and, and saw it like roughly four million books a year are published. And um it doesn't mean there's four million good books, but just four, million, 4 new million books. Four million books. Yeah. Four million books are hitting out there. So in order to get yourself seen and heard, metadata is like the it's becoming the new maybe it's not new, but it's definitely a, a very bona fide way to get your voice heard, get your books seen to play yeah. the
1: algorithm game. That's what yeah. I call it, play the algorithm game. So can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, um uh with with your when it comes to metadata, you want to make sure that you're that you're providing the most concise piece of information that's describing your book. Um it's always good to kind of be to be a little bit more narrow with your metadata versus being broad. Uh being broad kind of kind of takes you from being on like page 1 or 2 uh, of a search engine to being on page four hundred five hundred <laughs> down the road. So the the more concise you can be with uh with describing what your book's about, understanding what the subject what your um uh, what the subjects are are for your book and really knowing understanding your keywords is gonna really kinda help the the your audience and your readers uh be able to find your books a lot easier uh than trying to have all these broad statements out there.
0: I get it. Now, on the uh, the keywords, I know that Google's got a keyword tool. Ingram's got I mean, um, Amazon's got a keyword, keywords. and it's different keywords too. Yeah. Different
1: and, keywords go go for different for different platforms.
0: Yeah. yeah. So it's like you can have a cause Amazon, because that's the whole Amazon platform. So if you got the same book, you got the same book. I got Battlefield Earth by L Ron Hubbard. Okay, good. A keyword that's going to sell it on amazon won't necessarily be the keyword that sells it on a a google search Mm -hmm. that gets people and sends them to you know any of the other bookshop.org titles that
1: are similar in the same sense
0: yeah yeah so does ingram have like some type of a tool like like amazon has on keyword or google has or we don't we don't um
1: we don't have a, have a tool for that. I always just, uh, advise on making, making use of all the, the keyword tools that are out there. Whether if you use, uh, Amazon's direct one or you use, uh, Google Trends to kind of help you identify five good keywords. Um, I always say like every like six to eight months try to change up those keywords to kind of make sure that they're fresh and they're up to date cuz if you're sticking with the same keywords for over a year now I mean you've already done dried up up the the uh discoverability that you could possibly have with those keywords so if you can keep changing them up up now now you can you're probably tapping into a new into a new group of readers who weren't thinking about your book because they didn't know that I was tied to it uh so the more you can kind of just do some research and kind of refresh those keywords keywords every few months months it kind of it just it keeps the sales going and it keeps the discoverability up right now also you've got
0: you have the different age groups you got your boomers and you got gen x and you've got millennials and you got gen z and now you got gen a um how does someone deal with that when you've got keywords for boomer is going to be, you got a book. And it's got to appeal across multiple generations. But searches are different based upon, you know, so you've got someone who's Gen A, who's going to look on stuff probably on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And you've got the boomer is going to look at something more on Facebook or maybe Maybe YouTube and then you've got your millennials and Gen Z will be Twitter and they'll also do Facebook will also be, you know, um TikTok as well. Is there anything any magic on that that you can allude I don't think to?
1: There's of uh, there's no like golden golden ticket for this (laughs) for this unfortunately (laughs) uh but you just got to really do your research research on there kind of play with kind of play with different keywords at a time luckily our platform allows you to because we we look at things by characters um and so we uh, our tool allows you to do about 250 characters uh for keywords you can get you can get you about a good 20 to 25 phrases uh from from that from from that character limit limit and like i said like i was saying before for as you if you are refreshing and you're you're sticking to like doing research market research on certain keywords that are attracting uh certain your your audience uh, you'll be able to kind of decipher of like which keywords are actually worth worth listing versus keywords that are not worth listening worth listing because What's what's good if you have keywords? that's all for boomers, and none of them are buying books. Books directly from they're not buying books on search engines. They're going to their local local bookstore to buy the book. Right. So now you just have a bunch of keywords for for a demographic that's not even searching for for your book. Versus now now you actually can identify like hey between from the research I do between five and eight o'clock clock clock people are searching for are searching these words words at this time that's just going to help me boost boost my discoverability because I have those words as my keywords. And so whenever that time, when that time, when it starts hitting five o'clock, I know I'm targeting them because that's what they're searching for. Right. For instead of I'm just using outdated keywords that is not helping anybody, anybody to find my books. Okay. Well, that that definitely helps on for sure.
0: So now keyword is a bit of a misnomer because it's not just like, book and it's not just like podcasts yes, and it's then, not yeah. just like sports. Yeah, again, it's a, it's Too broad, a, too broad. <laughs> yeah. So you need to narrow it down. So it could be um books on baseball or even more specifically World Series champions from nineteen sixty to twenty twenty two or whatever type of thing that's gonna make it so when people are looking now you're gonna you're gonna stand up out of the uh,
1: crowd, out of the crowd with everybody who's just who's just putting just the basic the basic words, like again using the reference of baseball, like somebody who's just using baseball or diamond or or ball field, like if your book's actually about Yankee Stadium and you're talking about talking about the Yankees team in the 1970s, if you have 1970s Yankees, Yankees the Bronx, Bronx. Uh, you have, I don't, I can't, I, don't, I mean, I'm too young to know who all the players in the seventies, seventies, but if you start having some of those players, uh, uh, who was the the, the good the world renowned GM? That's escaping my name right now. If you have him as the keyword, that's just going to help with search engines as people are searching for that particular content. They say, "Oh, well, this book is popping up up number number one or number five on my on my search engine engine." Let me go see what this book's about. Right. So then, with Ingram practice, so.
0: I upload my books so I have a platform I can go in and keep on updating the metadata.
1: Yeah, you can update your metadata at any time on our platform. That's the that's the one beauty of our platform is that uh once you make those changes, it you it literally updates in 24 hours. Um uh, now it's a little bit different with pricing. Pricing updates every Friday. Every Friday. So as long as you get your uh get your pricing updated in on the Thursday before, it will immediately populate that following Friday. Friday. So that's, uh, I, especially for people who are looking to kind of, um, do like discounts on the books, books for, for a couple of weeks to kind of see if that will help boost sales. Understanding that, that we update every Friday kind of helps you out. So that way you do it that Thursday before, and then two weeks later, you know, you're coming in. So that way, you know, like, Oh, I'm I'm ready to stop, stop with this run. Let me go get it in let me go put my uh or let me go update my pricing back to what it was now so that way I can see kind of how sales uh how sales then uh, kind of trickle down after that that that's one of my like number one other other secrets is too is that do like a do like a two to three week uh price discount. And then put your price back 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 out to the original, and you'll start seeing that if if you did really well with sales, those retailers will keep it at that discounted price price while your book is still originally selling at, at its normal price because we're going to pay you based off the price that you list on our on our, price, at. on our platform. We're not worried about what the retailer charges because that's coming at, out out on their side side. So usually you'll start seeing that certain retailers are like, "Hey, we they did we did we saw." Really good demand coming in by them having that book discounted. We want to keep that coming in, so we're, we'll leave it. We'll leave it discounted for another week or two, too, as we keep those sales coming in, coming in. So that's it's just another good way of uh, the fact that we allow these changes in our platform.
0: Okay, and now on um, payout. So I got my book out there, and I'm getting some sales going so i get sales reports from
1: yeah you get a so you you get a sales report from us every at the at the beginning of every month month uh that will tell you kind of how much how many books that you sold um how the how the finances broke down from what the list price was, what the discount was, and then what your uh net compensation is going to be be. And then we also kind of break down from uh where it's sold, if it's sold in the US, the UK, Australia, or our global connect program. You'll see all those broken down. Even I also will will include the ebook distribution as well. Um but then we also have a have a report tool on our platform that gives you up-to-date uh information as far as your print sales go on, so a, on a on a day to day basis. Yes. So that's all that's updated every day, every day for you. So that way you have real time information on how your book is selling. Ebooks is a little bit different. Ebooks is about a month's delay as far as uh what the data says. So if you sold like a, like if we if you sold a, a a ebook in January, you really won't start seeing seeing those uh, sales populate until around February. Why is that? It Seems that like time. that'd be the easiest thing because it's all
0: you just push the thing there and just it just automatically. Yeah, tallies.
1: we we take the time to go validate to make sure that those sales actually came through for that month month. So so we we. During that that the time of that sales month, the retailer has to has to tell us that like say like hey we had these sales coming in, and then we go through and just kind of just do our own validation to make sure that they did happen the way that they they came in, mm-hmm. especially with all the different sales models that we have have, and so it takes about thirty days for us to kind of get all that vetted in and so that way we can populate it back to you as the author to say like hey this is what you had for that for that given month month so it's just it's just us just just having a safeguard guard for the for the authors.
0: Okay. And then how often um I'm an author. I sold some books. I want my money. You want your money
1: money well we're gonna pay you your money. It just takes uh 90 days after the sale so month. It's 90 after sale. Ninety after sale month. It's the same things that we get as a publisher. Oh, yeah. Well. Yeah, it's just it's part of the business, and, and that's really a, is another safeguard because uh, for returns, like if you're offering returns, turns like you don't want to get hit with those returns right then and oh, there. Sure. Offering having that that three month that three month back pay for you allows us to say like, hey, uh, we saw ten books come, ten books get returned, turn you owe us a hundred dollars. Hey, well, we're about to pay you three hundred dollars. We'll just take it from that three hundred so that way you're not having to come shell out of pocket for it. For we're kind of protecting you on yeah. that, on that, unless now there can be a moment where like like if you don't have any sales and you got nothing but returns, then now you have to pay up. But it's really like if you're keeping if you if your sales are consistently coming through, you most likely are not gonna have to have to worry about returns because it's coming out of that next payment before. So you're not truly feeling it right okay that's good
0: and then yeah so you guys out there listening to stuff here so it's the same thing with the publisher you got 90 days once after sale month to be able to re-check them from Ingram but that's also the same way from um, Barnes & Noble any counts it's, it's 90 days yeah, they gotta there's... account for returns they gotta account for just any any miscellaneous factors so that, that when it's happen. done because yep. I've been in a situation too where I've done massive campaigns, massive campaigns, and just sold buckloads of books for a couple years. And then I had a hiatus on books coming out. And then, I mean, this is when I was selling um, one title, this back at Bridge Publications. We were selling Mission Earth, which was a 10-volume series. And each book would come out every couple months. And we were selling, I don't know, like 50,000 books. Mm. And it was We we were doing good with it, and then we hit volume ten, and there was no volume eleven. And when you had that many books going out there, we're, you know, if you sell, we were selling like sixty, seventy, eighty percent of the books. And when you put books into mass market outlets like drugstores, supermarkets, you know, they got a very high return rate. (laughs) Yes. So then, then you have the um, the onslaught of, of the returns, and if you don't have new books going out there to offset that. Then you can have the returns can can out can out outpace the uh, the sales the, the sales, and so that's that's part of an insurance that really is a legitimate insurance to be able to uh, to know that
1: yeah and and now I'm even um, getting to the point now where I'm telling authors to also now keep about. Thirty percent of your uh, of your compensation off to the side, so that way, in case returns do get larger than your sales, you're not just having to figure out how to shell how to pay that money. If you if you keep about thirty percent for about six months, six to eight months, let's just say you get a you get a high return month that now is where we're having to ask you to to pay back 300, 500, maybe even a thousand you have some money on the side now that can help cover those returns. So now you're not having to eat a 401k. You're not having to go type into your life savings. Like you actually kind of already accounted for that. And if it never happens, then you can slowly pay yourself back out of that fund. But to keep that fund there, there just kind of helps cushion you for that, for that blow if it, in case it does happen.
0: Yeah. And nobody wishes that, but if you prepare for it, it won't be a problem. If you don't prepare, that's when it's a problem. Yes. So we're down to our last couple of minutes here. So, any last particular tip or a piece of advice or just something you can say to the to the author that's looking at using IngramSpark? Spark why should they use IngramSpark?
1: Spark Yeah uh, like I said there's a lot of new things that IngramSpark Spark has 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 uh coming down the pipe for this year like as I mentioned about our share and sell uh, e-commerce service that we just launched. Um, that is something new and, and innovative for authors to be able to sell directly to their, to their readers that has a landing page directly where a customer can literally click buy now and have the books printed from our, from our, uh, our print facility and ship directly to the customer without the author's involvement. There is no having to input an order in there. We are taking care of that yourself. Uh, the title discovery promotion is going to be key. Uh, as far as, as, uh, having discover, as far as boosting discoverability, uh, to make, to make sure that your, uh, books are selling out there in the world to like with the various online retail partners. Um, the print, the distribution network that we have is, like I said, is, is second to none, none to have access to over 40,000 retail partners worldwide, uh, and then to be able to do, um, to have books in different languages so that way you can sell the books directly to the to the um to the readers who speak that general language is uh is also a a, a key thing with us. Um and then also having being a one stop shop. So if you wanted a one platform to be able to to produce a paperback, a hardcover and do ebook distribution for you, for you you have a you have a platform with us that can take care of all of that and make sure that your books is having the most discoverability uh as as possible. Uh, so when I think of like with Ingram Spark and why somebody want to come, we want to use our services. Uh, those are like the main things I think about because we're we're every every few months we are trying to come up with uh, with new services that's that's not only going to change the landscape of self publishing, but it will also empower authors to kind of take this take the take the stand of saying like hey we don't need a publisher we can do this ourselves we're we're here to take the we have the resources available to us. Let's just do this ourselves and be able to keep the profits directly with us. Uh, and so that's what I would say about using Ingham Spark. Good. Well that's pretty amazing. So um this has been a lot
0: of fun. I really appreciate this Dion.
1: No, oh, thank you, John. I appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, too long long overdue, but yeah. I I'm, I'm glad we can get this done. <laughs> Absolutely. And thank you for
0: listening. Subscribe to the Writers of the Future podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We've also been syndicated on the United Public Radio Network where you can find these podcasts as well. Writers of the Future series can be purchased wherever books are sold in the US, Canada, the UK, Australia, and South Africa, and available everywhere via Amazon.com. We're especially appreciative of our sponsor, Carnation, for supporting this podcast. Carnation was introduced in 1899, and 2024 marks its 125th birthday. So happy birthday. One and a quarter centuries old and still going strong It doesn't show good consumer support? I definitely don't know what does. Writers and illustrators of the future are contests created by Owen Hubbard to provide a means for the aspiring writer and artist to be seen and acknowledged for four decades. It is free to enter and open to amateur short story writers and artists of science fiction or fantasy. Again, thank you very much, Dion.
1: I appreciate it.